Welcome to Brand and New, brought to you by the International Trademark Association. INTA is a global association representing more than 30,000 brand owners and professionals dedicated to supporting trademarks and related intellectual property to foster consumer trust, economic growth, and innovation. In this podcast series, every two weeks, host Audrey Dovey shares with you a new topic related to innovation and its impact for the legal world, with a special focus on intellectual property. I ask questions to experts, visionaries, influential people from all over the world in order for all of us to learn more about the evolution of the legal and IP ecosystem, its concepts, and all actual or potential consequences, and connect with others around them. If you're ready to expand your knowledge about the transformation of this industry and stay curious, let's go. My guest today is Massimiliano Santa Cruz, who was during the last nine years the director of one of the most innovative intellectual property offices in the world, the Patent and Trademark Office of Chile, called INAPI. Massimiliano managed it during a challenging period of time, serving four successive governments and seven ministers. But this context did not prevent him from implementing new tools and processes to get more efficient in the office's core mission of protecting IP rights and administering an ecosystem friendly to right orders and economic growth. So after such experience, his vision of the IP office of tomorrow is particularly relevant. Massimiliano, you were until recently the general director of the National Institute of Industrial Property of Chile. So what are the first decisions you made nine years ago when INAPI was actually created? What, what was your vision at this time? Our vision was going to, to be a world-class IP office that was supported on the best technology around, and that we were going to put our citizens at the center of our work. So the first thing that we did was to replace the IT platform, and we started working with WIPO. So in a couple of years, we had a, a new platform. In 2012, we launched an online services platform where, by which you could do everything online. So you could file patents and trademarks, you could renew them, you could pay online, you could search in our databases, and you could ask for the titles and certificates online. They were with electronic signatures and so on. A few months ago, the world's five largest IP offices, the US, China, Korea, Japan, and the European Patent Office, the so-called IP5 offices, named together artificial intelligence one of their top strategic priorities and a necessary subject of cooperation. What's your view on such initiative? Well, I think it's a wise initiative. I think our artificial intelligence will change every aspect of our life. And the uh, IP offices and the IP system is Will, will not be any, an exception. They've been coordinating now for several years, and the idea is that offices don't duplicate work, and anything that an IP office does can be shared with uh, the other offices, and hopefully not only the IP5. As I said, this will change every aspect of the IP system, including the, the office's uh, work. I think it's also wise that WIPO is trying to get involved. WIPO is the international, the multilateral organization dealing with IP. And it's wise that they talk to the IP5 and reflect to the other WIPO members what the IP5 is doing. So we're taking a very, we, we were taking a very close look to the 
to what the, the IP5 and WO IPO is are doing in, in this area. Does it have an impact on the Chilean IP office strategy? No, I don't see that the, that the work of the IP5 and AI has had any impact in Inapi, but uh, because the, the work is still very incipient, but I, I haven't seen too many results uh, yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was at the WIPOS General Assembly. Everybody, of course, was talking about artificial intelligence. However, you cannot see the results yet of what the offices are doing. I don't think that, that more than 15 IPOs are dealing with artificial intelligence today. They're all taking a very close look at what's happening in the world, but uh, but I don't think that this is uh, has been incorporated in, uh, or mainstreamed into the IPOs world today. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us more about INAPI's initiatives in the artificial intelligence area? Of course. First of all, we, we are t- taking a close look at what the IP offices are doing and also WIPO in terms of automatic classification of patents and trademarks in terms of uh, search tools and also examination and formality checks. Now, we started working with an image recognition tool built by an Australian company which works very, very well. But in parallel, we decided to talk to a Chilean university and ask them whether they could build an image recognition tool. And they said that they could do that work because they were dealing with this kind of technology for astronomy, which is a very big area now in Chile for recognizing constellations and, and so on. That's fascinating. And, 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 yes. And, and we started working with the, the Universidad de Chile on this new tool, and the results have been fantastic. To what extent? The, 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 the tool is very accurate. Um, it only has uh, our database, which is which is natural. The trademark system is based on territoriality and we don't need an, an, an other, other database except for well-known trademarks. But, the, but the, the tool is working absolutely almost perfectly. Can you share an example? What we saw with the Universidad de Chile is that what it would take a, a trademark examiner in INAPI to find a specific trademark going manually through our database, our registry starts in 1874, it would take him probably around eight days to find this trademark. Now, of course, uh, today we work with classification, international classifications. It's much easier to find a specific trademark. However, it's still very work intensive, but the tool uh, is finding the trademark in less than one second, and and it has more than 80% of accuracy uh, for finding the specific trademark. So this is going to change the work of the IP office uh, hugely. Most IP offices have already moved to technologies, for instance, in the area of formalities, and no doubt it will go further very quickly. Oh, I'm sure it will go much, much further. Say, WIPO has a a fantastic tool on translation, WIPO Translate, which uh, is already using AI. And, and I'm sure that every aspect of IP that IPOs are talking about, they will be a reality in, in, in very few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, machine translation, the Australian office has a help desk service where users can ask the office for specific questions and, and they are answered by, by machine. But as I said, also in search tools and, and even in patents, not only for doing novelty reports, but also for 
for non-obviousness. I'm, I'm sure that artificial intelligence will be used for that. What are the reactions of the users of the IP office services to such innovations? <laughs> well, the AI tool is it's, it's only being used by, by Inapi today. Mm-hmm. What Inapi has done in the, in the past years, it's moved to, to technology and make the internet our privileged channel of communication with our users. And they have taken it very, very well. They have embraced it. And I think that Inabi has also had an impact on the private sector because they have also had to move to, to technology. Can you share an example? Um, when in 2012, we launched the platform for online services, we wanted to increase the online filing. Now, we said we, we can't force the users to, to file online, but we can give incentives for them to file online. So we proposed to the users mainly the agents which concentrate most of the registry, that if they signed uh, agreements uh, with INAPI by which they committed to file more than 80% of, of the applications online, they would have access not only to their electronic files, but to the whole collection of trademarks and patents. Mm. So they signed the agreements with INAPI and they moved very quickly to online filings. Now, we also asked them what they needed from us to file online. And they said, um, look, we, we work on our own systems and, and then we have to use Inapis systems. That's duplication of work. Mm-hmm. So we said we're going to integrate Inapis platforms with the users' platforms so that they also have to work once and everything will appear in Inapis platforms. So those were the kinds of things we did by which today we receive more than 90% of patent and trademark applications online. And there are initiatives that have inspired other offices all over the world. Can you tell us more about the example of electronic forms? In the case of trademark, for example, in 2012, we told the, the users and agents that if you, they used the pre-approved classifications for trademarks that Inapi had crafted, they would have an expedited processing of their trademarks. After a couple of years, we saw, for example, that OHIM or UIPU moved to that system also, which worked very well for them also. Mm-hmm. Could you explain the so-called four Ps? We, we have always worked on what I call the four Ps, persons, processes, platforms, and policy. And, and in, in every aspect of that work, our examiners have been involved in trainings. They not only get trained, but they have moved to, to training agents. And in terms of processes, we've made lots of, lots of changes during the nine years. We had separate processes for patents and, and trademarks. Today we have a single window and we are much, much more efficient than we were in 2009. Mm-hmm. In terms of platforms, we, we decided to privilege internet as, as the channel of communication with, with our users. But that wasn't only in terms of the registry. Um, from very early in, in Inapi's life, we had decided that we didn't want to be a traditional IP office, that we had to solve the traditional problems of the office, which were the backlogs and the long processing times, but that the registry and protection of IP rights was the more private aspect of IP, where IP offices were focusing. But there was another aspect of IP that uh, IPOs usually were often neglected, which was a technology transfer diffusion of knowledge, mm-hmm. and also getting involved in, in policy issues. Can you give us an overview of the platforms launched by INAPI? Well, we launched INAPI Projecta, which was a public platform for the dissemination of IP information and, 
and tech transfer by which our users and even foreign persons could learn and transfer and use intellectual property. Inavi Projecta had close to 11 specific tools, e-learning, uh, databases, tools for evaluating IP, it had model licenses and so on. We also launched an IP market where Chilean applicants and, and owners of IP could upload their patents, which could be offered to anyone wanting to license certain technologies. We also launched another platform which has uh, around 25 years of IP statistics in, in designs, trademarks and patents. So you relied on IT not only for registries, but also for diffusion of knowledge and technology transfer. And it's true that innovation is at the same time a source of opportunities and challenges. As the Chilean office faced specific challenges in relation to new technologies, particularly to implement new processes? Well, there, there was one aspect of, of this work where we failed, I think, twice. We decided very, very early in the, in the work of INAPI to, to start digitizing the collection of patents and trademarks. And two of those uh, processes were not done correctly. We simply outsourced the digitization of, of our collections and it wasn't well done. For example, we, we decided that well, they can have more than 1,000 or even 5,000 pages and they were digitized in one single file. And you can imagine that an examiner or a user will never use a PDF with 5,000 uh, uh, pages. So. So we corrected that and, and today I'm proud to say that we have a very good uh, public uh, collection of, of all the patents that have been filed in INAPI or in the Chilean office starting in 1840 and, and we have all the collection of trademarks starting in 2010. Talking about trademarks, what's your view on their relationship with innovation? Do you think it's reasonable to state that they each incentivize each other? And if so, to, to what extent? Well, I think there definitely is a, is a relation. And you know that trademarks reflect the launching of future products and, and services. Well, the, the way that, that businesses can differentiate themselves, and that's how they compete, is either through traditional innovation, and that's building or creating new products, usually registered or protected through patents and designs, but also they try to differentiate themselves through branding. And there's a lot of innovation in, in trademarks and, and branding. Now, uh, what I always say is that, that I acknowledge that uh, not all the innovation that is being done in Chile and in the world is coming to the IP offices mm -hmm. uh, for different reasons for protectable subject matter and, and so on. But in the case of the trademark system, it really does reflect every aspect of innovation that is being created, whether they're products or services. Now let's talk about the future. What's your vision for intellectual property offices in the short and longer run? And what role should they play in relation to innovation? Well, in API, since 2014 started working as one of the 21 international search authority of the patent cooperation treaty so what i think that will happen in the future is that the registry functions in in, in patent are going to concentrate in a very few offices and and, and that may also happen in, in in trademarks through the madrid system and in europe it happens at some at some extent uh, through the community trademark 
so IP offices are starting to focus or should start to focus on 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 other aspects, not only of the registry, but also of uh, uh, promoting learning, promoting innovation, and promoting the creation of new technology. Now, let's conclude with a question we ask all our guests to give our listeners a very practical takeaway to keep up with innovation. Tell us your secret, Massimiliano. How do you keep up with innovations? And what are your tips to stay up to date? No, look, uh, from what I told my team since the first day I got to Inapi is that we should be a world-class IP office and a leading office uh, starting in our region. And today I'm proud to say that we are one of the 21 international search authorities in patents. And in trademarks in February of this year, World Trademark Review selected us as, as the fifth most innovative office in the world. And that's uh, in big part thanks to technology. I think Inapi has been an office that has embraced technology um, and has and, and is today at, at the forefront of using technology. As I said, every aspect of the registry can be done online, but not only in the aspects of the registry, but also in non-car functions of the of the office. And today, as I said, we are using inter- artificial intelligence, also augmented reality for uh, teaching children about IP. So always be uh, two steps further. And also, I think that in, in, in part, the future of the fourth uh, industrial revolution will be on, on data. And that's very, very important for any IP office, any agent, any university, any business, mm-hmm. is to digitize and organize, systematize your information very well. Is that, well that this is the, the oil of the, of the future. So that's my advice. Build your strategies. Not only think on the registry. I think that the registry for an IP office or uh, focusing on registry functions for agents and and an IP offices, it's a it's a very traditional way to see the IP system. Today you have to move to new services, and trademarks play a big role in that also. Mm-hmm. And other sources, publications you would recommend to our listeners to go further after our discussion today. Well, a very funny thing happened to me in, in the last WIPO General Assembly, where I met the, the head of the USPTO, and uh, and usually when we get together with other heads of offices, we exchange presents, and I gave him a present, which is, it's a Mark Twain novel called A Yankee in King Arthur's Court, mm. and this was written at the end of the 19th century, and it tells the story of Hank Morgan, which is an engineer that gets hit in the head. He faints and wakes up in King Arthur's court in Camelot 13 years before that. And of course, he turns into the most uh, intelligent man in the in Camelot. And Arthur is so impressed with him that he designates him as the main minister of Camelot. And this engineer tells you tells the story that the first thing that he did on his first day in office was to create a patent office because a country without a patent office is like a crab that, on, that, that, that only walks backwards or sideways. There's a fantastic quote saying that when you're creating a new country, the first thing that you do is create a patent office, secondly, an education system, and thirdly, you have a newspaper. And that, that accompanied me for the nine years that I worked in Inapi. So and it's a fantastic uh, novel about, uh, about how this engineer wants to turn Camelot into a republic that it's, whose progress is 
based mainly on technology and of course intellectual property. It's and so nice it's a very story. nice story for people working on IP. Thank you. Thank you very much to you, Audrey. My guest today was Massimiliano Santa Cruz, who was until recently the director of the Chilean Patent and Trademark Office that he managed since its creation nine years ago. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in every two weeks on Tuesday for future episodes of Brand and New, a podcast from the International Trademark Association. If you liked this episode and think someone else would too, please share it. And to learn more about INTA, please visit INTA.org.